Hey, I know you've heard me talk about trust-driven care, and I know you've heard me talk about why it's so important, but let me tell you this. One of the aspects that just seems so small that is such a big deal with our software, Trust Driven Care, is the ability to communicate with your patients. Now, when I say communicate, I mean have a two-way conversation. That is way different than just sending out appointment reminders via text message. That sounds like communication, but I'll challenge you to this. Imagine if you could only send one-way communication to your spouse for a week, and imagine how frustrated they would be if they can't respond to you. Your patients are feeling the same way. I don't know why we ever started this idea that we should send one-way communication to patients that they can't respond to. So don't be that provider. In fact, why don't you become a provider that allows for two-way communication, text messaging. You can respond, they can respond. But let's take it one step further. What if somebody submits a question on your website? Could you immediately start a back-and-forth conversation with them? We've added that into Trust Driven Care. Now let's say somebody leaves you a review on Google and they have a question or they have something where they don't understand what happened, you could engage them in a conversation and quell any of their fears. The end goal, of course, is always to make sure that they become a patient or they're a patient who gets more appointments. Why? Because that's why we're in this game, to help provide the right care to the right people at the right time. And when they're asking questions, usually means there's something going on. Trust Driven Care allows for two-way text communication along with email along with surveys, along with forms, along with Google My Business integration, along with website chat widgets. It's all there so that you can run a better practice that communicates, grows, and has a massive impact in your community. Hey, welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. This is Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm excited for you to be on this journey. Look, when I started my Clinic Gym Hybrid back in 2013, I didn't have a place to go for resources. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're here. I hope you dig this interview. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm joined today by my main man, Rob Bailey. Rob, how are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to guess that most of my listeners don't know who my man Rob Bailey is, but that's okay. We're going to we're going to cover that at some point, but Rob taught me an interesting business lesson a few months ago. He said, if you have anything of value, just move it to the front of your, move it to the front. So instead of doing the whole like intros and everything, we can do that afterwards. Let's jump into why you're so, such a good dude and why people should listen to you. And I'll give my listeners a little background. Rob was basically spent a lot of years helping fitness businesses grow and found a recipe for growth that a lot of people were overlooking, which he's going to call database reactivation. Database reactivation. Very nerdy terms, and uh, he'll kind of simplify it. But what you found, Rob, was that this beat the living snot out of Facebook ads, beat the living snot out of Google ads, beat the living snot out of flyers and handouts and everything, right? And so you were just like, why jack around and all these other things that don't make money and let's do this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I have an agency background. So a digital, thank you for having me, by the way. But yeah, yeah. The, the background part is just, I had a jack of all trades digital agency and- Let I me pause you real quick. So we're talking to healthcare providers. They may not know what an agency, an agency is one of those companies that says like, hey, we'll build your website and run your Facebook ads and all that. Correct. So you would go out to other businesses and be like, hey, we'll do that for you. Yes. So okay. I, I provided a service to local businesses like, uh, you know, all, all, who all your listeners are. 
I would presume, right? So if you own a local brick and mortar business, um, I had a an agency or or a services provider company that would come in and offer you know website design, um, blog article, you know SEO, so search engine optimization to get your website at the top of Google, Google mm-hmm. pay per click ads, and then um, eventually I figured out that Facebook ads was sort of uh, a like a honeypot, and this is you know this is almost ten years ago now when I first started doing this uh, for for gyms. So, you know, it was a while ago. And when f- Facebook ads first came out, a lot of local businesses didn't uh, know, like, or trust Facebook ads quite yet. Today, right. it's, you know, pretty much changed. Yeah. But at the time it was, uh, you know, there was almost no adoption initially. And the only people that were really um, good at Facebook ads initially were digital marketers, right? So we um, sort of, tinkered around with it for a couple of years. And what I started to understand about it, well, this all changed because I went to my local gym and signed up. And the guy who signed me up ended up hiring me <laughs> to be to be their agency of record and help them with their Facebook ads for their gym. And so when I started um, observing what was happening internally at my own gym, in other words, I would go into the facility, go to do my workout, and this guy would be interacting with uh, customers in his little sales environment in his gym on his computer running the Facebook ads himself, I figured out that he was just basically flushing money down the drain. Um, he was <laughs> extremely good at sales, but he was put in charge by the owner of this gym that I went to um, to run their own Facebook ads in-house. And he was just getting like terrible, terrible results. So they were getting ready to quit Facebook ads and he just pulled me aside one day and said, he turned his screen around and said, what am I doing wrong? And I was like, this, 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 and this. And I just kind of went down this mental checklist I had in my head. And he said, well, how much is it? But besides those 22 things, you're doing it, great. You're man. doing fantastic outside yeah. of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, uh, it's kind of hard for people to hear, but um, no one likes wasting money. You know, everybody, yeah. if you're going to yeah. invest money into something, you want a return on it. And I think that, you know, local businesses probably need the quickest turnaround in many ways because, you know, you run on a month-to-month cash cycle. And so, mm-hmm. um, so I was like, you know what, let me help you get some quick wins with this. So they hired me, I think before they even paid my invoice, I already got them like this incredible turnaround and results. So he was happy. He was the sales director. He was getting more walk-ins, more sales. Um, the leads were very responsive, et cetera. So, um, I started helping, I ended up starting a business with him, That the guy that <laughs> hired me at that at my gym. We ended up becoming business partners. He left the gym after 20 years in sales. And um, we ended up helping 535 locations in under two years in that agency. I ended up selling that agency. Um, and, and, and why that's relevant to you guys is just because I found common themes within this sector. And, and I think that's why you have me on here, Josh, mm-hmm. if I'm wrong. But... Um, during that, all that experience, I figured out what really moves the needle and what does not. Right. And I was forced to only offer what moved the needle for my clients and what did not. Right. And so the, the interesting thing that I found, the thing that was probably surprising to most of you is that there was only a handful of things that you really needed to do to drive sales up and to get a good return on investment from your local marketing efforts. Right. So I don't care what you're doing. If you have a negative ROI or 
even just a break-even return on investment, you can only do that for so long before you run out of cash, right? It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what size business you are. That is just a fundamental truth, right? And so what I found with most local business owners is that if they can't get a return on investment with um, spending money on advertising in 30 days or less, most, most local businesses cannot afford to reinvest into that beyond 30 days, around 30 days, right? Mm-hmm. So whether that's you or not, right? Whether you're like, no, my business does better than that or not. Um, that is what I saw in the average local business environment across the United States. That's just the average local business owner. Okay. So that meant that in order for us to have a successful um, service for people to stay on our service, we had to give them a return on investment before they basically got their credit card statement 30 days later or in under 30 days if they paid us with cash. Right. Which which just let me illustrate for my, my Cairo and PT homies here. Mm -hmm. A common thing in Rob's old version of business would be like, Hey, we'll rebuild your website and we'll, put in these blogs and we'll boost your SEO. Yes. And, and nine months later, you're going to see a significant increase in people coming in your doors. Right. But no one would ever offer website rebuild and, and blogs for SEO. And nobody I've ever met would ever offer, uh, that that's a 30 days or less type of deal. Right. Right. Cause it's, it's, it's like planting seeds. Like you just need to let them grow and they'll grow. Yes. But, but nobody would ever be like, hey man, if there's not fruit on those trees in 30 days or less, we're you, you know, we'll give you a crazy deal. So it was revolutionary for you to like look at this less than your first 30 days kind of deal, right? Right. So, you know, previous to understanding this and learning this myself, that was a conversation I would have is hey, you got to be ready to invest for up to nine months or maybe even longer. It just it's largely out yeah. of my control that I'll do the best I can, but yeah, you got to be able to pay my invoice for nine months and maybe then you work with like a, a local, I'm, I'm out here in Las Vegas. So like if, if mm-hmm. you were working with a local business that said like AC, air conditioning repair, yep. right? You got to battle the seasons. You're like, okay, nobody really orders air conditioning repair in February, but right. then there's this huge surge that everybody gets in, in May. So yep. blah, 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 blah. And, but you, you wouldn't ever be like, oh, I'll move the needle in 20, 28 days. Right. Totally. And, and it's funny because people go, oh, so you're saying SEO doesn't work. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the average local business cannot afford to pay for nine months to a professional before they see results from that investment. That's what I'm yeah. saying, right? Yeah. SEO still works. Search engine optimization still works, et cetera, right? But a great website still works. Like A great website still works for sure. But can you afford to pay like an expert 10 grand out of pocket for it to maybe take X amount of time yeah. to see a return on investment. That's the question, right? It's not does X tactic work. It's mm-hmm. you know how long can you <laughs> afford to to invest into that scenario uh, before it works? Before you cut bait and right. say, "Hey, I got to quit this," right? So, mm-hmm. so I I was I became somewhat obsessed with figuring out what gives my clients the the fastest return on investment. What gives it to them the most predictably, meaning I could just walk into any gym in the US and be like, yep, I can help you with this, right? What um, was the easiest to deploy operationally? Because for me and my client, if you had to change too much in order to get it done, guess what? You know, operation uh, disrupting operations of an already working and functioning business internally is not the, f- the highest priority on your list as a business owner, pretty sure, right? Yeah. In other words, if you have to change 
too much, you're either not going to do it or you're not going to execute on it. Right. Like, sure. I mean, like you're not even, or your start. staff is going to, there's going to be so much staff anger and that, possibly turnover that you're like, it's not worth it. That's you know? what I'm saying. Right. So we, <laughs> we had a, we had a saying in our business, it's like, keep the front desk person happy. Right. And, and that be, came from a thing of like those, that was our, that was our homie. You know, that was our, the person that we wanted to love us the most because we made their job. It's super like easy. having a friend that's a cop. Like it's either your, yeah. your best bud in the entire world gets you out of everything or the absolute roadblock yeah. to everything you want to do in yeah. your, in your life. Right. Exactly. So the name of the game was how can we give them, um, the right amount of lead flow and new business that both, um, got them that quick, you know, got these local business owners, the return on investment they needed without breaking their internal operations. Right. Because there's lots of ways that you can just shotgun, you know, 3000 people showing up to your office and, and, you know, maybe you only have 10 slots that day. And then the next day it's crickets. So one day you have way too much business and, you know, all your systems are breaking. And then literally the next day, um, you're feeling like it's feast or famine, right? There's ways to do that, but that doesn't mean that, um, that solves the problem. The problem is that month in and month out, you want a nice steady stream of new appointments, repeat customers, evangelists, you know, referring and, and reviewing your business, um, and compounding that number nice and steady over time. That's how businesses actually grow. Right. So, so we figured this out and there was literally only three things, three things that really moved the needle for our clients. And it wasn't SEO. It wasn't a new website. It wasn't blog articles. It was not handing out flyers. It was not local events. Char- and again, charity workouts. Yeah. Char- yeah. It wasn't like, um, you know, so, so all those things have their place. Right. But just what we found was that there was three tactics we could walk into any business and they would work out of the box. The only question was how well would they work and how, how much volume would you get from yeah. them? And that yeah. was it. And so that's once we kind of figured that out and um, cut everything else out, that's when we were able to scale our service to so many locations that we I, look It far exceeded my expectations far exceeded my expectations. How many locations yeah. we were able Yours? to Yours. What do you think your high school counselor thought, man? Oh, she wasn't betting yeah. on you. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that. Yeah. I was kidding. the worst student. Yeah. But, um, but it was really fun to help local business owners. Like my, um, we probably don't have enough time to get into this today, but the reason why I, um, I, I love helping local business owners is because all the men in my family were either soldiers or small business owners. And so, all, a lot of my friends' parents were small business owners and, and things of that nature. So um, I grew up observing, you know, how hard they worked and all the the good things they provide to our community and things like that. And um, and then my dad was an excellent construction worker and he just never was able to put the business piece uh, together. So he's, he had the craftsmanship down, but the business piece was always eluding him, right? I think that you're so, talking to a bunch of people listening here that are amazing chiropractors like you, you anybody walks in their office in pain they can do it they can get rid of it significantly reduce it in the first visit and certainly over a few weeks amazing yeah. yeah tons of certifications tons of thinking about this the right way but the that kind of perfect business model has yep. eluded them as well yep okay so so maybe it's a good time to transition into like what did work and why are we talking about adding the gym element or the or the PT element right mm-hmm. um, when you say PT you mean personal training or, or do you, were you thinking physical therapy? 
Yeah, yeah. So that's your audience is physical therapy. Okay. So it's mostly the audience, mostly Kairos with some physical therapists, but I just want to define that because in your world, PT can mean personal training as well, right? Okay. So let's just start, let's back out of that for a minute and not dig into that quite yet. But um, let me just tell you what the three strategies were because this is probably a helpful place to talk about it real quick. And then we can dig into details or, you know, the, um, you know, some of the, some of the ways that maybe some people can expand on these if if possible. Mm -hmm. But so the thing that we found that worked best, and this is work for chiropractors, gyms, service-based companies, home, home services company, it's, you know, any local business, pretty much. The first thing that we would do when we came in and offered this service was what's called a database reactivation. A terrible name. It's not sexy as marketers. Um, you know, we should probably be a little bit ashamed of ourselves because the name is terrible. It's long, it's clunky, no one knows what it means really. All this means, okay, is uh, you want to reactivate the people that have already showed you some level of, of uh, no like, and trust you, right? Mm-hmm. So the warmer this, this lead is, the higher chance they have of accepting a new offer from you or a previous offer from you. So think about this. A lot of the biggest companies out there are lead generation companies and they resell cold leads, which is like people who have never heard of you. They don't know who you are. They don't know what you do. They know nothing about you. Um, And then they resell that to multiple people in your area or in your town, city, right? So those people are called lead lead aggregators. And the reason why those companies are successful is because every local business is dying for leads, right? Mm -hmm. So the thing that we found is that those leads are expensive, they're not exclusive, and they don't convert as well, right? So go ahead, Josh. And just for definition, I, I just like to define these things because again, we're, we're healthcare providers. Yeah. A lead is somebody that is interested in your business but has not purchased from you. So Correct. in our world of chiropractic, they, they know about you, they've heard about you, you're their local chiropractor, but they haven't yet been to your office for service. Right. right. So they have not become a customer yet. They have not paid you money, but they're, they've shown some interest at some point in time, right? right? So you've got their name and email address is the typical one. Maybe you've got your phone, their phone number and address too, mm-hmm. right? So, so what do people do who need lists? They go to somewhere like Angie's List or whatever the case may be, and they buy leads from a lead aggregator. That same lead gets sold to all your competitors who are willing to pony up the dough. And then it's, a, you know, it's up to you to reach out to these people and convince them to come in and actually pay you money for your services, right? Mm-hmm. So what we found, instead of doing that strategy and uh, and just going out and buying cold leads, is most businesses, almost all of them, unless you're brand new, you've got a database of leads that have previously opted in. You know, Maybe they came in last week. Maybe they came in last month. Maybe they came in last year. But these people have opted into your marketing. They have um, you know, been to your website, fill out a form. They've been Mm -hmm. into your place of business to maybe show an interest, but did not pay you money. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they did pay you money. They just haven't been back in in a long time, right? Mm -hmm. That could be the case as well. So, but in either of these cases, in any of those cases, when somebody um, gets sent the right message at the right time, those there's a a percentage of people that are ready to buy right now, right? Mm -hmm. So in your space, that means that, hey, I might've been in last year or maybe... I showed interest and never followed through with it. So I'd never paid you mm-hmm. money, Mr. Chiropractor, but I still have my back pain. And our, mm-hmm. our 
our reactivation strategy simply involved reaching out to that person, usually through two-way text message and sending them a text message to come back in and offer to solve that back, uh, to relieve Mm -hmm. that back pain, right? Mm -hmm. Now you might say that sounds super simple. Well, that's because it is. You might say, well, how well could that possibly work? It works crazy, crazy good. Like disgustingly well. It outperforms everything that I've ever tried ever in marketing. If you do it right, there are some nuances, right? But the, the, the result of doing these reactivations with clients is that without ad spend, without having to pay Facebook for ads or pay a lead aggregator for leads that they've generated and they're reselling, we would come in and just say, give us a list of everybody who's in your CRM, your, your uh, customer relationship management system, or your point of sale system, or your MailChimp EHR, account. EHR, like where, you're, EHR, where we keep yeah, our medical yeah. records in. Yeah. And say, okay, we're going to send this person a simple text message and say, hey, it's Dr. Bailey. Um, we haven't seen you back here in a while or at all. Um, and we're offering a, a free uh, back pain exam worth $249. I've got a few vouchers up front at the desk. Let me know if you want me to save one for you. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of the exact text message that we would send for someone like this, right? Okay. And so what ends up happening is... Um, a lot of the responses will be something like, uh, who is this? Or I haven't seen you in a while. And that's typical for someone who maybe kind of forgot about you from like, let's just mm-hmm. call it like two years ago, something like that, right? But there's a lot of people- It'll who, remind you of how we all think we have amazing relationships with every single person on our list when in fact we have just oh, okay with it, a few. People are so cracked out on notifications yeah. and they get so many messages every day. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's a fight for attention out there. Right. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're messaging somebody in the most intimate place on their phone. So if you bring out your phone and you look it up, almost everybody has the text message icon on their home screen or in their favorites bar. Right. So you're getting in on the, on the best real estate on the thing that, um, that they're already giving the most amount of attention to. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus something like email or phone call, which has way lower response rates. So when you text these folks, if we were at a party, if I'm at a party in college uh, at, at a sorority house, this is the girl going, hey, it's kind of loud in here. Why don't we go into my bedroom and talk and then shutting the door, right? Hey, like, bro, you're making this analogy, not me, but yeah, it's a good but one. I'm just saying like, it, it's, you're getting away from the noise and everything of the email inbox and all the people that don't really care. Yeah. And we're moving into that next stage. Right. So yeah. let's say that, let's say that um, you blow that, that opportunity by being, um, by treating them. It's not hard for me to imagine if we go back yeah. to the college analogy. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you mistreat it, it's an honor to be there, right? It's like, if you want to keep that very yeah. intimate, very quiet space, then you better treat it with some respect. Right. And so what most people do, and this is one of the nuances is they blast out this corporate message. That's a, meant for the person to just read it and immediately buy. Dude, and that's Rob. not what we want to do. We are the kings of this. I just got to say, like, I mean, most people listening, like our EHRs send out these messages that were obviously written by the software engineering team. Yeah. Like, you know, Robert Bailey, you have appointment at 1045 PM, you know, August yeah. 21st, 2023. Mm-hmm. And then it's like at, instead of just saying at Dr. Josh Chiropractor, it says like 1425 uh, Southeastern Avenue, suite A612. And you're like, yeah. Who wrote this? Like, this yeah. is the, the the driest, least interesting article or I mean, totally. uh, message ever. 
cancel within 24 hours or be charged a late fee officers. It's about, you know, it's like, what? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, right. And so, and that's fine for, for a certain time and place, right? Basically in the office, if they're reading a form or something and they're signing mm-hmm. it, it's like fine to say stuff like that. But mm-hmm. again, it's like their, their mom, their spouse, maybe their kids, like whoever, their best friends are all, this is, you're in the context of these text messages. Mm-hmm all their other text messages. So right. it works way better to be superhuman and just instead of just shoving a link down their throat or a canned message down their throat, opening up a two-way conversation, once that person figures out that you're not that corporate speak way or that robotic way, mm-hmm. um, the conversation um, really creates this sort of uh, like uncommon bond <laughs> in, in, the, right. in the marketing experience for them. So they end up telling you like, Hey, yeah, I've got my kids or I've got work that day. Can I come by at five 30 instead of four 30 or, Hey, I just didn't want you guys to think I was uh, going to skip the appointment. I'm five minutes late. Cause I'm stuck in, stuck in traffic. Right. right. You get these humanistic responses and all of a sudden they're like, Oh my gosh, this isn't a robot. This is so great. Dr. Josh is, you know, my favorite because he's treating me like a human. Therefore yeah. I'm going to treat him like a human. And that's going to open the door for you to actually like give them service. Right. Mm-hmm. So this works incredibly well, like crazy, crazy well, if you do it right. Does it take a little more effort to be strategic and write something that is human? Yes. Does it take a little more effort to respond to the people that actually want help from you right now on this? Yes. But if you do it in a way that's very, um, you know, very um, like steady um, and you just reach out to, you know, maybe a hundred, 200 people per day and there's software for this to make it easy, of course. But, um, you know, if you do this steadily and you're talking to 10, 12 people a day and you're getting like five, six appointments, uh, you know, from it a day, it's very manageable and it's going to keep your pipeline full for, you know, almost free. The text messaging costs are like less than a penny per message. Right. So it's very, very cost effective. It's very time effective. And most of all, you're building you know, your relationship equity with your customer base. Right. And that's, these are the, you know, it's, there's all these studies out there. It's way easier to go, go and um, it, like to retain a customer or client mm-hmm. versus going mm-hmm. out and getting a new one. Right. So this is the same concept. It's, it's much easier to um, either close or reclose a new customer or client who's already got mm-hmm. some sort of history with you or else you wouldn't mm-hmm. have their information in the first place, right? Right. So it's always the first place we would start. We'd come into a business and say, hey, how long have you been open? 10 years, cool. So you have 10 years of email list, 10 years of form submissions, 10 years of customer records, 10 years of all this stuff. We're going to use that asset and, and be good stewards of it and go out there and reactivate these people mm-hmm. and see if they need you know help with this stuff. And we're going to make an offer to them to sort of you know, ethically bribe them to come back in to, to see us. Or if, if they are not interested at this time, but they love us, then we might ask to see if they have any friends or family members that um, might need the same thing. Yeah. And this works crazy good guys. Like disgustingly well. It's so good. Yeah. Go when, tell me, tell them about that because that was one of the things that blew me away is talking to you. Um, how did this approach of doing this, like take your current customers and just reactivate them? Mm-hmm. Um, how did that compare to like when you're working as local business owners and running Google ads or Facebook ads? 
How does it compare from a cost or performance standpoint or both? Well, okay. How does it compare to yeah. cost? Let's say I'm like, okay. hey, Rob, I've been in business as a chiropractor five years and you know, I, I, I want to grow and I've got a thousand bucks a month to spend on all my marketing efforts, you know? So I'd run some Facebook ads. I do some Google ads. We always save a couple hundred bucks for, you know, local promotions, or maybe I spend some money uh, offering prizes at my local CrossFit competitions. And, but in the end I spend a hundred bucks a month, you know, or sorry, a thousand bucks a month on marketing. Yeah. And you're like, Hey, let me, let me tell you about this method. Yeah. So. Um, you know, you know, sending text messages to your list is free aside from the usage cost for you to send these messages out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's 0. 0.07 cents if you're in the U S to send a text message, if you're using right. the system that you and I use. Right. Yeah. Um, you can find By it. By the way, I'll just jump in here. Like do it. Yeah. Our, our, our system, trust driven care does what Rob is talking about. That's why that's how we hooked up is uh, when I was looking for this. And so what we're saying is besides your monthly, your monthly membership, we're talking about a a penny per message. I mean, it's less than that, but I want people to think like reaching out to a customer and saying like, Hey, I just want to check in and, you know, offering them something new or offering this, you know, we go to dentists, they're going to essentially offer you the same thing over and over again. Right. Is that worth a penny? Or, or two pennies or whatever the hell it is after you talk to that person. Yeah. So, you know, at, at the, at the core base of it, you know, the, the cost to get that media out. So compare that to anything that you're sort of, um, like how much does it cost just to, for the paper to send out a flyer or to print a flyer? Right. Well, more than that, yeah. more than this text message. Well, I, I just got some stuff printed staples. Yeah. And I think it's like, if you do it enough, it's like 24 cents a sheet. Yeah. Black and white, right? Yeah. So, so, so 0. 0.07 cents versus 24 cents for one, like yeah. the same impression basically, right? Um, you know, then you go down to, well, what about digital stuff? And it's like, well, Facebook ads, right? Um, you know, it's, it varies a little bit, but you know, if you spend $500 a month on Facebook ads, you might get 10 to 50 leads, right? Um, and that's a cold lead that doesn't know anything about you that you still need to warm up and get into your place of business, yeah. right? So, um, you know, on I that think- front, it's, it's again, it's one of the most expensive things you can do is go out and get, a, you know, start converting a cold audience into someone warmer. Yeah. So, like I, I, I want to jump in, Rob, because like yeah. for my audience, I want you guys to understand we are in such an amazing position for this. Because you think about a restaurant, you got that person to come into your restaurant, they, they step two feet in the restaurant, uh, they, they parked, they did all that, and you serve them one time, right? Yeah. Let's say they had a good experience. We as chiropractors, physical therapists, whatever, have an even better opportunity because A, you don't come to us one time. Let's say you came in 10 times, right? Yeah. 10 times you got comfortable parking in the lot, you know how to navigate, do all those things. There are marketers out there that their sole job and people pay them tens of thousands of dollars a month is to take somebody and go like, hey, if you just get them in the doors of my building, I'll pay you $100. I'll pay you $500 if you just get them into my building. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting here going, these are people that have been in our building a bunch of times. And then they've essentially given us the highest level of trust, which legally is, can I physically touch you? Right? And we're over that hump. And you yeah. think about that, like that, like that's why we have to have a professional license is legally, can we touch you? And 
not only do we do that, so we're like inside the most sacred relationship ever, we got them out of physical pain at the same time. Right. So you as a marketer, not a healthcare professional, I mean, can you think of a better situation where we, like if you're checking boxes of highest level of trust, likelihood to work in reactivation, right. I mean, yeah. we're hitting a home run it's, here, right? Oh, totally. Um, especially if they'd been in there before and experienced that with you and they just hadn't been back in for whatever the reason. And there's a million reasons that you shouldn't take personally, right? Yeah. You know, it could be deployment, vacation, job took them away. It could be that they weren't in pain for a while and now they are again and you're just not right. top of mind anymore, right? Yeah. It could be a lot of I things. just jacked up my leg and I had on a two appointments scheduled with my Cairo and it's like, I I can't go in right now as I'm sitting here, but as soon there as I'm go. done, I'm, yeah. it has nothing to do with him. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, th then it goes like, okay, is it our job as responsible business owners to stay in front of that person and stay top of mind in an efficient, personal, uh, responsible way? Right. Yeah. And the answer to that, of course, is yes, but we're all busy too. So the, mm -hmm. the answer is that you need a system. The reason why people would hire me is because they're like, I either don't know how to implement the system or I learned how to do it. And I just I, you know, I want to leverage my time just taking care of right. more people, right? In your case, yeah. Um, and versus pushing buttons and fiddling around and all that stuff. So, yeah, Rob, it's worth it for me to pay you X to do this for me, so I can just focus on all the people that come through the door. It just right. focus on taking care of them as well as. And I again, can. going back, like we're talking about, you know, for your local chiropractor, I mean, most of them see an average of twenty to thirty new patients a month, so that's somewhere between two hundred fifty and three hundred people that we've treated being added to our database a year, right? Right. And so you figure after 10 years, you got, what is that? 4,000. Yeah, you probably have 4,000 people on your list. Right. Um, probably a few more than that for marketing events and stuff. But you also worked with companies that are like talking tens of thousands of people. So they need your help because they're like, right. You know, we're, how do we divide up our million contacts into reasonable chunks, right? You know, you'd be surprised. Like, one of the best lists we, we've seen, we've kind of seen a lot from like a list size variance. Mm -hmm. um, some of the smallest lists have the most intimate re, um, uh, relationships that yeah. the business owner or the business itself, you know, meaning like the team inside the business and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so some of the most, most responsive by percentage have been the smaller lists because if yeah. you've got like, let's call it 600 people, but you know them all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like, I love Dr. Josh. He's like, yeah. I do anything for him, right? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes the bigger lists are the are the like similarly the bigger lists are way less intimate, or maybe they're old, yeah. right? Like they're older, and so right. the people like if you haven't talked to someone in ten years, let's just say that is almost cold, if not fully cold, right? right? So yeah. there's that, but. So if you're there if you're working times. for Nordstroms and you're trying to get somebody to buy another piece of clothing that hasn't bought in five years, yeah, you may as well be starting from zero, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so let me. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What, what I was going to say is like there, there's th there's three basic strategies that you can use for a list of any size, and that and it's mm -hmm. the, again the thing that you should start with first because this is the lowest hanging fruit from uh, your list assets. Uh, point of view. Like if you went to go sell your practice or your location-based business mm -hmm. today, one of the things that the person buying your business would take a look at is what are your assets? What does your customer uh, book of business look like? Mm -hmm. What does your potential 
customer book of business look like? Mm-hmm. Those are both assets, right? So you've got customers and non-customers who showed some sort of interest and they would split that into two categories. Um, the reason why that's relevant is because if you take a look from someone like me's perspective and you come in, there's three main ways that you can take advantage of those assets right away. There's reactivate or recapture is what some people call it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is, uh, it's, it's uh, reactivate, uh, reviews. So go and use um, your relationship with those people to go out and leave a public mm-hmm. review. Um, and obviously that is, that is a great way to warm people up, make Google happy, possibly increase your search position and findability. So it's reactivation, reviews. And then the last R is, do you know Josh? Or do you want me to, it's, it's referrals. You, uh, so it's, it's probably super obvious. And maybe a lot of you are like, well, yeah, you know, duh, Rob, I already know about that one. Mm-hmm. But the key with referrals is if you're not regularly, regularly, meaning like, <laughs> daily, turning one happy customer into at least three, then you might be getting referrals, but you don't have a referral system, right? Something that... I got I to gotta jump in and tell you a story. Like, so we have a client we started oh, about three months ago now. And yeah. sure enough, when, when he signed up, we said, you know, how many reviews? And he's like, oh, I got whatever, 16, which for a chiropractor is very low. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, all right, so we're going to send out the way we're going to start warming up your system is say, hey, we... You know, it's Dr. Rob, and um, I know you, uh, what, what was the language? I can't remember the exact language. Like, it was a pleasure working with you. I was wondering if you would mind leaving me a review, right? Mm-hmm. And so in our system, we built that. So it goes out to a certain number of people every week. So you just, you don't have to do everybody at the same day. And Google right. will look at that weird, but it just drip, drips out there. And then anybody that actually clicks the link to leave a review, we start another uh, program. And what do you think it does, Rob? Mm, let's hear it. The, peop- the people that are that leave you a review or click that link are also much more likely to leave to give you a referral. Right. Correct. So we're like, hey, just set a timer and wait like 30 days to ask them, hey, thanks so much. Would you mind giving us a, a referral? Yeah. And I asked him before in our initial sales calls, like, hey, uh, how are you doing for referrals? He's like, oh, yeah, we get a few. Like, I get, you know, most weeks I get one or two. So I'm like, well, how, like actually how many was it? And so he'd average three over every previous month, right? Yep. And that's not bad. I mean, it's it's basically free money, right? So saying that you yeah. did great. Yeah. So since he started doing that, the following month he had 18, 18 referrals. Yeah. And the only difference was, you know, just you got a hundred million things to remember during the day as a chiropractor, you know, right. like, what so-and-so or how are we going to take care of this person or what do I need to know about so you know or don't forget that you know Rob's dog just died so make a mention of it and you should do those things that are human that only a human can do right and leave it to a computer to remember did we ask for a referral or not you right. know essentially run our system and once they leave a review then just say ask for a referral it's not a big deal yeah. you know yeah absolutely so you're touching on a key uh, a key phenomenon that I think a lot of local businesses miss and it's um, make the ask when your customer or client is happiest, right? So yeah. if someone just left you a five-star review, they're already thinking, it's already top of mind yeah. that you were awesome and I had a good experience there oh. and I'm putting some effort into writing this in. And so it's a, it's a great time to turn around and ask like while it's top of mind and they have those good feelings. Yeah. So the analogy that I always use with this is just 
you know, picture that you are a, like a, um, let's call it like a, an, uh, an air conditioner or a refrigerator repair person or, you know, something similar to that. You come up, you get to be the hero. You come in and you say, hey, your refrigerator was not working when I walked in and now I'm walking out and you've got a smile on your face and your refrigerator is working. Yay, I saved the day, right? And, and so that is the perfect time. So when I'm signing the invoice, the way that a system-based approach would work is I sign the invoice, you give me my receipt and you're walking out the door and you say, hey, I would love it if you would leave me a review. You should have a text message in your phone. Can you just check real quick? real quick to make sure that you got that. Oh yeah, this is easy. Awesome. I'm out the door. Have a good day. And and you walk out the door and, and the text message does the heavy lifting for you. So it got delivered. It gives instructions on what to do. They can ask questions if they are stuck or whatever the case may be. But the service technician was the, uh, the, uh, the, the shining night and uh, shining armor night, whatever it's called, the, the, yeah. The white knight horse, armor. the knight yeah, yeah. in shining armor. There you go. I'm terrible with this stuff. So, so they they get to be uh, doing their job and they're on their way on to the next gig. And the system did the reminding and the follow up and all that stuff. But the person was happiest at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. So, same thing with like AC repair. The thing that you don't want to do is, let's say your kid, you take your kid to 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 the, to the dentist for tooth extraction or something else painful, root canal, yeah. whatever the case may be your kid is screaming bloody murder as you're signing the invoice and, and you're like, dear God, no, please do not send this person a review. Why? Just because of the pure state that that person is in. Will they feel yep. better? Is it good for them long-term health-wise? Yes, of course, all that stuff, right? But the key there is that you want to get them at their peak moment of happiness and ask for it as close to that time period as possible. If you mm-hmm. can create a system around that that happens without the human input, not just naturally, your reviews will go up and up and up and up and up. And then when you ask for other stuff like referrals, et cetera, and you time it, you know, um, like strategically, I would call it, time it strategically, then your performance on all those numbers and and automating it are going to be congruent with each other, right? Yeah. There is, yeah. I, I remember sitting in this talk at a, a conference one time and the guy was talking about getting refers a, refer reviews as a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we, you know, once they come in, we ask at the 30 day mark and the 60 day mark because they, they should be out of pain by then. And I was like, man, I think that's the wrong spot because the amount of pain reduction from day 28 to 30 is minimal. Right. Uh Like what you want to do is like when that person can't walk and they're stumbling into your office, their wife's helping them in. And then you go from that to, Hey, I can kind of walk on my own now. Oh my gosh. That dramatic change. Mm -hmm. Ask them for that review. Right. Yep. Yep. And I was just like, 30 days, 60 days. Yeah. What are you talking about, man? You're you're yeah. losing the psychological oomph. Plus the take rate is way low, right? They got other yeah. priorities 30 days in. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good point. I mean, even though that person might be still in a nominal amount of pain, it's they're still walking in one way and leaving another way. And that's right. Psychologically, that's like a win for them. Right. So they're like, of course. I experienced this in a, in a funny way, Rob. I share a story with you. When I was 21, when I turned 21, my brother-in-law took us down to Cabo San Lucas and we're, uh, I don't know if you better, but down to Cabo, but one of the things you do down there is a lot of sport fishing, right? So you get a boat and you go out in the ocean yep. and you know, I was 21, didn't have a ton of money. And so we're going out and we schedule like the half day boat thing, which is like, I think it was like six hours, four hours, six hours. But the thing is you motor for like an hour, the first hour. So you're not even right. fishing for the first hour, right? Yep. 
So then we're sitting there. They don't, the crew is getting everything ready. They don't say anything the first hour. We're sitting there fishing for about 45 minutes. And then my brother hooks, hooks a fish. And I just happened to see the deckhand kind of make a motion to the, the captain. I think what he's telling him is, Hey, uh, we're hooked into a fish or whatever. And what happened then? So we get the fish on board, blah, blah, blah. And we're only like an hour, 45 minutes in. The captain goes, you know, guys, man, I think there's a lot more fish like this out there. Do you want to just upgrade to the full day right now? Oh, I was like, they didn't ask before the fish was on board. Right. You know, after my brother got one and I didn't, my brother-in-law didn't have one. Like, I was like, that's a perfect time to ask. Oh yeah. Just run that credit card for the second half, man. There's (laughs) fish out here. From the boat. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they just probably fudged the numbers or something, but, uh, it worked. We all said yes, of course. Like that's what we want to do. So, oh, absolutely, you have to, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. you know, just just you know, take that as um, you know something to really like because the th- you're right. The thing that you want to do is you want to come into your business, turn the lights on, serve people, and as much as possible, not have to think about this stuff right. as like a part of your daily checklist if it can be automated and without sacrificing quality, right? So your right. system, Josh, does that. Um, you know, there's other ways too, um, but th- this is the most obvious one that every business can implement that they overlook, you yeah. know, right away. It's just those yeah. three hours, right? And and we have good research from the medical side saying like, the more you communicate, the more effective your care is. Yes. You know, if I if your son has a tonsillectomy and I, I check in on you twice afterwards, if I did the surgery, you are going to perceive that it's better care. Regardless, nothing else had to change. And these are all just phone calls, but we perceive it's better care. Right. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it makes everybody more effective. Mm-hmm. All right, Rob. Well, I really appreciate the time today. Uh, we got to, I want to respect your time and we got to wrap this up. But yeah. for those looking for more information about this, um, how can they reach, reach out to you? Sure. Uh, my website is robbailey.com, uh, R-O-B-B-B-A-I-L-E-Y.com. But, yeah. you know, I, for... For everyone listening, I highly recommend Josh's just going with Josh's system. He's he does everything that I'm talking about. He knows how to do it. He knows how to handle the tech. The tech is already set up for your guys' niche and your type of local business. And so I really um I just want to make sure that's clear is I'm not here to try and sell anybody anything. Um and your system does everything we've talked about. That's why we're we became friends. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, I really that's respect right. you know the the level of um care and effort that you're putting into sort of getting the word out about this, but your tool does all this stuff. And I know you, you know how to run this playbook. Um, and probably, you know, to be honest, I think there's nuances that you know better than I do because you're, you know, you are a chiropractor. So you Mm -hmm. understand the day-to-day of all this stuff and the nuances might be lost on someone who doesn't specialize in it. So I think you appreciate that, Rob. Yeah. And and I think that more people need this, you know, um, especially sort of after COVID, a lot of people are like, I know I need to be online, but I, you know, they've gotten maybe some bad advice just because they were desperate at the time and they would listen Mm -hmm. to anybody. And I think now that everybody's sort of calmed down, like, okay, I still believe in online strategies or, um, in newer strategies, but it doesn't mean that, um, you know, advice out there on this topic is not one size fits all. So I really think that going to a specialist or going to someone who understands your exact business um, is a, is a huge advantage. So I think anybody listening should just take a hard look at your tool to get this stuff done. I appreciate that. And if everybody's listening, they can head to trustdrivencare.com and check out our system. So, yep. 
All right, brother. Well, with that, I want to say thanks. We really appreciate you uh, uh, spending the time with us and sharing this info. And as I always say, on behalf of Rob Bailey, this is Dr. Josh saying, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks, Rob. You got it, buddy. Take care. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. Got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients. 